to a mini-sode of the Fairy Conclave. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Alec. And I'm your other host, Jerem. We are so happy to have you here. This will probably be the first of many mini-sodes we will do in the future. Very exciting. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, we're just going to do a quick, like, 15 to 20-minute episode. Um, and with basically, in the future, I think we'll just talk about whatever's <clears> kind <throat> of on our minds at the time. And today, what is on our minds is um, the new Ikoria cards, which have been spoiled for what feels like months. Um, yes, it's been a long time. <laughs> and I think I think they're actually getting released this weekend. Um, I might, think you're right. Yeah, I think so. In paper. Not that that matters too much because we can't exactly um, play a lot of paper magic super easily. But a lot of people I've seen have been doing like webcam games with uh, paper, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. So we'll at least have that opportunity for things like that. So we thought today with um, the impending release of Ikoria that Jerem and I would each pick kind of like our top most uh, excitable card that we are eager to get our hands on when Ikoria releases and um, just kind of talk through it and talk about why we are super excited for these cards. And Jerem, would you... Definitely, yeah. Yes. Would you like to take it off um, and talk about your card first? Sure. I, I had some trouble picking which one I wanted to talk about. So I chose two as an honorable mention just because I could not not this shark typhoon because I think that card is just so, so awesome. <laughs> I mean, I won't go over it too much. I just want to say that I definitely consider talking about this. Shout out. Yeah. And then the, the other one purely based on the art is Pyroceratops. I just, I looked at this and I was like, Ooh. that is so awesome. So if you get a chance to check that out, check it out. Cause I think it's cool. Um, However, the card that I am very excited about is Luris of the Dream Den. So Luris of the Dream Den is a one colorless and then Azorius. I'm not Azorius. What is that? Sorry. Orzov. Orzov. Orzov hybrid. Orzov hybrid. um, For a legendary creature, Cat Nightmare, which has companion, which I think is a very interesting new mechanic. So... I'll read that. So it says each permanent card in your starting deck has converted mana cost two or less. And then if this card is your chosen companion, you may cast it once from outside the game. So um, it also has lifelink. And then during each of your turns, you may cast one permanent spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard. And he has three power and two toughness. So um, obviously when I looked at this card, I had commander in mind i'm thinking just edh i think it'd be an incredible commander and honestly it's i was you know i've been looking at deck lists and it reminds me a lot of charay honestly it's a just a low to the ground weenies deck honestly with just tons of value from the graveyard yeah that's an interesting comparison i hadn't thought about that but it does kind of care about um rather than like one or less power it's converted mana cost two or less but that kind of um i bet like the venn diagram of those two overlaps a little bit but there's a lot of yeah um extra stuff that you could kind of do with luris i like that. yeah so i i just think it'd be a really fun deck where you just have a lot of really like um low converted mana cost you could honestly do a lot of auras you know and just put them on luris and then um you know, I think it'd be really cool if you just put some totem armor on him, and then if he gets removed next term, just put it back on him. You know, 
And so he's just be like a super powerful commander. You know, you could do that Voltron style, or you could do, you know, just a bunch of weenies, a bunch of low to the ground stuff, like creatures that with sack abilities that give you value. So I think it'd be a really cool commander to build around because it gives you a bit more uh, flexibility outside of, you know, I'm thinking obviously like Sheree, because we just did something on that, but yep. I think sense. there's a lot of different ways you can take this. And so I think it's a, be a really fun one to, to mess around with. Yeah, I think so too. And um, I like uh, how it's Orzov color. So that kind of gives you a lot more to, yeah. to play with, especially white has a lot of uh, like really impactful um, permanents that are converted mana cost two or less. I actually so yeah, I saw I... a lot of talk about this um, online that if you want to run this as a companion in Commander, there are two options and they're Ailey and Karlov. Um, mm, and yeah. I was looking into that a little bit because I actually have an Ailey deck, but it has quite a few cards that cost um, more than two. More yeah. than two, yeah. So it was just not possible without basically creating an entirely new deck. But I thought the idea was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and I I thought about you know obviously making this a companion and not a commander, and I think it, it could definitely be done. I think it, it's a super cool constriction to put on yourself, and it would make a very interesting deck. So, you know, obviously another avenue that you could take, which would just be a ton of fun. Yeah, I think it, it feels kind of weird that the companions basically make your commander deck 101 cards if you are able yeah. to get it to work. Um, but especially in commander, some of the restrictions on here are like very, very um, hard to build around that I think kind of evens that out. At least, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll see, since <laughs> since Companions are kind of wreaking havoc on every other format, but Commander, I <laughs> Currently, think, <yes. laughs> so far yes. has been, um, like, the restrictions are high enough. But yeah, I'd be yeah. interested to see, um, like, using this as a Companion to see how well it would do in Commander. Also, I love how in the art on the bottom corner, there's just this little baby yes. cat nightmare that's just chilling. He's just ready to so pounce. So cute. All in his mommy. I love it. Uh, so, so good. Alec, what about your card? What card are you excited about? Let's hear it. All right. So the card I'm most excited about from Ikoria is the Ozolith, which is Ooh. such a surprise. It's like I literally I have a couple decks, like more than one deck that this card is literally could not be more perfectly designed for. Like if I had had looked at my um my Gargos deck, which is all mm -hmm. about just like getting huge numbers of plus one, plus one counters on your Hydras. And if I was like, okay, I need an artifact that can somehow save my plus one, plus one counters if the creature dies. Like, it probably would have been less powerful than this with, like, my non, um, you know, magic, professional magic-making brain. So let me read it really quick. It's one mana for a legendary artifact. That says, whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. And then it says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. So, <laughs> wow. Just like That's at a literally glance, what you were wanting. Literally yeah. what you wanted. It's perfect. Yeah. Holy at, cow. at a glance, you can kind of like store your counters on it um, and then put them on your creatures before combat. So, um, plus one, plus one counters are great, but you you notice it says if it had counters on it. So it, you can put literally, there are so many types of counters in Magic that this 
can just steal. So you can get some really weird situations, especially with the new um, keyword counters in Ikoria. You can put, like you can move your hexproof counters around, um, your indestructible counters, lifelink counters, and then there's other random stuff like, um, I don't know, all the weird counters you can put on creatures that you can just like store on this for later. It's so, so good. And the fact that it's um, not when a creature you control dies, it's when it leaves the battlefield. So even if even if your Hydra gets exiled, it still will save the counters. I think that's just fantastic. For one mana, I can't even believe it. Like, And then also, so at the beginning of combat on your turn, so you can still use those counters um, immediately on your next turn for the combat step. Oh, man. It's, it's that's just That's insane. I, I bet you there's going to be some weird shenanigans with, like, persist or undying where, you know... Totally. I mean, so... When you do go to combat, do you move all? Oh yeah, it's all the counters. So yeah. you, you have so you that's can't the only pick thing. and choose. Yeah. So if you have a board wipe, um, <clears throat> and you have all these creatures with different types of counters, then you can only choose to move all of them onto one creature. So that can mm-hmm. kind of um, <clears throat> be that, like it's a little less flexible that way. But it also kind of allows for some ridiculous situations because so if if you have a couple, um, so you have like. 10 creatures out and each one has a plus one plus one counter on it from like uh what's the white card that puts plus one plus one counters on a creature every time a creature enters the battlefield oh cathar's crusade yes so if you have that out and just a whole bunch of creatures and they all have like one or two counters then if there's a board wipe you put like i don't know like 18 counters plus one plus one counters on the ozolith and the next turn you can like recast your Cast anything and just, and just put, boom yeah put 18 oh counters gosh. on it so it can allow for some pretty like you can go tall very easily <laughs> with this and i like it a lot so I, I mentioned that gargos my mono green hydra deck is going to love this card um, but the other deck i'm really excited about is putting this card in is um skullbriar the walking grave which, oh my gosh that is that is disgusting yeah i didn't even think about that holy cow oh yeah so <laughs> Everyone, like, Skullbriar has been around for a while, so everyone kind of knows that, uh, how, how powerful it can be, but its biggest weakness is when Skullbriar gets removed and you have to start with, like, back from uh, square one trying to build the plus one, plus one counters. And um, so the only way to defend from that before was basically to put, like, a Swift Foot Boots um, or, an, like, a Protective Aura or something on Skullbriar. But the Ozolith is just like a completely different um, like line of play to protect your your counters. So you can wow. just like let Skullbriar die, put all the counters on the Ozolith, play Skullbriar again because it's so cheap next turn, put the counters back on, and it, like you can just keep doing that as long as you have the Ozolith out on the battlefield. I can't. Wow. So yeah, I just I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that it's such. It's I mean this is literally a turn one thing that you get out and then you just sit on and it'll just yeah. give you huge value you know yeah. this, this can definitely end games for sure 100 percent. yeah it's very um i i like i anticipate it being a huge removal target just because it has so much potential like honestly i would play this card happily for f- four mana even five mana like i'd pay five mana for this totally i i know when i read this ability i was like how is this one mana i was extremely so good surprised yeah i'm happy i love it i think it's cool that it's only one man i think it's just you know yeah it's very insane yeah and the fact that it's legendary opens it up um 
so that I mean, legendary doesn't really matter for most for the most part in commander because you can only have one copy um, mm -hmm. unless you're doing some copy shenanigans. But uh, there are a lot of tutors that search out legendary um, legendary permanents and stuff like that. So you can also um, kind of open that up. I don't know. It's just like every time I read it, I notice something like a little bit different. Like I notice something on it and I'm like, oh yeah, like this in this corner case, it's even good then. <laughs> like there's no doubt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See now I just, now I'm just thinking about, you know, any type of counter that interacts with a creature that you could just abuse yeah. with this. And I think that's what I love about these new cards is they get you thinking about new interactions. I just, that's what I think is so yeah. incredible about, you know, these new cards that they throw in. It's just so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. And like, also to be fair, Skullbriar is getting a huge number of, of uh, bonuses from Ikoria because um, of the keyword counters. Um, I think, mm -hmm. I don't know if we, we might've just talked about this in person. I don't know if we, it was on the podcast, but Skullbriar will keep like, if you put a, a hexproof counter on it, it'll keep that counter to, um, for each zone oh, it goes to. Oh, wow. So I'm putting like, oh I'm literally gosh. putting like 12 new cards from Ikoria into my, my Skullbriar deck just because of that interaction. And I, I've never had a, a set come out that just like completely overhauled um, and boosted a, a commander deck in that way. So it's very exciting. Wow. So it's so obviously, yeah, there's the hexproof counter and like, you know, the, oh, man, counter. that's yeah, menace. I, I mean, there death touch. Wow. That is so cool. Just make like a super crazy school. Yeah, wow. I've got a list that's running. Um, I won't go through it all, but the, so the big things that you're kind of looking for when you're doing a Skullbriar. Um, strategy is you it has haste naturally which is fantastic but um, one of the big things it really needs to shine is trample mm -hmm. um, and I think there are two or three cards that put a trample counter on a creature you control so those are going to be really strong and then it just has um, trample forever basically after that wow so that's yeah. so cool yeah there's that's one awesome. that does hexproof counter one that does indestructible um, a few that do trample and then I think I've got a lifelink counter in there as well so Jeez. yeah i'm very excited and the ozolith is just chef's kiss it's too perfect <laughs> i love this new set it's gonna be so fun so hopefully we can so get back to the way things you know back to normal so we can play in person as well and just really experiment with these new cards so I'm exciting very excited all right i think that's just about it for all the time we have today um thank you so much for joining us this week and germ do you want to do the honors everybody Welcome to the Clave. Thanks for joining us on this mini episode. We're excited that you're all here with us, and we hope to, to see you again next week. Bye.